Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Good morning, everyone. My name is Hank Suttala, and this is another little edition of what I call the Coffee Connect. And this is basically just a time almost every day where either I'm drinking coffee or tea, tea today, beautiful white blossom uh, tea. It is um, just an opportunity to kind of feel out the energy of the day. And today is a little bit more inspired than the past days have been because I had something come up for someone, and I'm going to be talking all about fear here in a moment. I just want to make sure that I have... Uh, done the little maintenance stuff you have to do when you're streaming. So let me go to my page real quick here, make this public. Also, some very interesting uh, news. If you have an Alexa, which I have to make sure I have one behind me, actually, I don't want her to um, bring up anything. But if you go in, you can actually play my podcast right from your uh, Amazon device or your iTunes device, any of those things. It's out on a lot of different podcasting channels, but you have to pronounce Shaman Shaman. If you say Shaman, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't find that. But if you say plays the Sonic Shaman, it will find the one and play the most recent episode. So you are able to uh, do that if you'd like. And of course, now this is not working. So if you're watching on my page, you're going to have to click over to the YouTube link to make any comments. But the thing I want to talk about today is fear. And fear is something that is oftentimes misidentified. And I have an, a great an acronym for it, but I don't have the, uh, the overlay to put up here. So I guess I'll go without it. But fear is an acronym. And fear is uh, something that we don't have as much of it as we think we do. And what, why, the reason I say this is as a child, imagine going on your first merry-go-round ride or your first carnival ride, and you're excited, right? And your parents, of course, are terrified that you're going to react poorly or that you're going to get scared or whatnot. And so they say, no, don't be afraid. And from a very young age, we start to misidentify fear with excitement or vice versa. So a lot of times, if you're feeling fearful about doing something, really check in and ask a moment, am I afraid or is this misidentified excitement? that the ego, which is edging God out, is now using to get me to choose something that isn't a new possibility and to get me to choose something that in the ego's mind is safe because the ego's job is to keep you safe. The ego's job is to say, why don't you relive the worst day of your life over and over again? I'm embellishing a little bit here because I know you survived that. So I'd much rather you relive the worst day of your life over and over again, because we know we survived. We don't want anything new. We don't know what the outcome is. And my job is to keep you safe. So fear and ego go in tandem. Ego is edging God out, which of course is possibility source and all these wonderful things that you could bring into your life. And fear is feeling excited and ready, but also misidentified oftentimes because we're excited and we've been taught to identify excitement as fear. So I don't know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, if you have your own little experiences with it. But the reason this all came to be is I have somebody who I wanted to do videos to be kind of like a spokesperson for the emergence of being brand. And they, I actually had somebody else all lined up and I was ready to have the videos made. And then I, I noticed this person who's a, a partner of a, a friend of mine. And I'm like, I would really like them to do it. When I put out on trajectory, what feels lighter? 
And this is my guiding compass of all my choices. What feels lighter? The person I was going to hire on Fiverr, the, this person who I know and could support financially by having them do the videos. And then I always throw in or something else I haven't considered because what if, you know, it's something other than those two things. And you, you see by, if I choose this, how do I feel? If I choose this, how do I feel? That is your guiding compass as to what's going to create lightness in your life. And if it feels heavy, those are the decisions and the choices to avoid things that feel light. Those are the things to, um, to kind of put your attention to and put your focus on. And some of us may not have that intuitive knack yet. It might be something we're very new to. We don't know how we feel about something. Why? Well, I don't even know how that works, right? So you put it out on a trajectory. If I choose this five years from now, how do I feel? And just like if you if you start rolling a ball, right, and you change its trajectory, you don't you might not notice the big the difference here. But as you go out further and further, you notice it on a trajectory, and you can kind of get a better pulse point of what feels light and what um what doesn't and oh mike has another acronym for fear i love this one too false evidence appearing real is another great acronym for fear to kind of help reshift and reframe uh what fear is another one which is um forgetting every available resource because when we do when we do find ourselves in a spot of um fear or whatnot and we kind of succumb to it usually why that happens is because we forgot that we knew better we forgot that we had a tool. We forgot that there's all these different things that this crazy shaman Hank guy has been talking about or whoever your um, inspirational person of choice is. There's, a, there's all this, these tools out there for self-help and for moving through these types of things. And Jennifer was just saying, I like that. What feels lighter? That is a principle that's been modernized recently by Access Consciousness. They have the whole thing, what, what feels heavy and light. But the roots of this tool actually go way back to um, the native traditions of Peru and probably India and too. But we call it Hucha and Sami. And I like these words because um, we, we, when you have a different language, you don't have as much preconceived notion about the, what these words mean. But Hucha literally means based on where I am right now, it feels heavy. And based on where I am now, Sami feels light. And Elizabeth Jenkins, who wrote the book, The Fourth Level, uh, about the Carol tradition, she, she would give the example that angel poop, angel heaviness is light for us, as our heaviness is light for maybe a being in the underworld or whatnot, because it's all based on perception. It's not necessarily that either one of these things is right or wrong. It's simply where I'm at right now, what feels heavy, what feels light. And if you start to choose the things that feel light in your life, but always add in or something else. Cause like sometimes we limit ourselves. That's why a uh, choice, choice is great. Uh, decisions are not so great. Decisions are when you function out of definition, conclusion, and you're putting a limitation around whatever it is that you're talking about. A choice is simply what you choose to do. And if you choose to do something, then 10 seconds later, you can choose something else where when we decide something, typically we stick to our guns. You know, you got to see the, the decision through. There's a lot more concrete. There's a lot more heaviness around the word decision. So as you're moving through your day, shift yourself from uh, making decisions and go into making choices. It's a whole different uh, feeling. But that's where this topic, this what weren't really intended as topic uh connections. But since this just came about this morning and I was uh, w working with them to get them through that, I thought I'll do a whole video just on fear. Uh, and another part, let's see, another thing of this, when you do make your choices, if you have an inspiration from spirit, 
one of the other things to be mindful of is who you share that with. There's a tool in Access Consciousness. I love it. It's just for me, just for fun. Never tell anyone. Now, the point of that is like, say you get an inspiration for something and you're really excited about it and you tell your, you know, your friend Susie, who's into all this metaphysical stuff. And she goes, wow, that's a great idea. You know, what can I do to help? And there's like the sense of possibility. And then you tell negative Nancy, I'm just using the name for alliteration purposes. You tell negative Nancy and she goes, well, you can't do that. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about this? And all of a sudden, it's like you were blowing up a balloon with air and you let go of it and it goes flying around the room, smacks against the wall and you lose all the motivation and the drive that you had to bring that to be. So when you have an inspiration from spirit, when you have something, you've moved through the fear, you've moved out of ego, you're choosing that possibility. Now, when you go to share that with somebody, ask the question, will me sharing this with this person be a contribution to it or not? And then use that heavy and light tool again. If it's heavy, don't tell them. Just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone. And if it is light, then you tell them, but you tell it with a lot of awareness around it. And really with the point of what could this person be in creationship to this idea, not relationship, creationship to this idea. Because the whole thing is if you're telling somebody, then whether or not you are looking for them to actually work on the project with you or something like that, energetically, you're looking for their contribution. You're looking for their energetic input into that energy to shift change and help it to come to be otherwise why tell them unless you're really excited but then if you're telling people just to tell them you're diluting the energy in a way like there's somebody that has an awareness around it now that's paying it no attention but it that awareness is out there so really <laughs> it brings up karen's the, the I'm, are you thinking about the people who really go on um they just go off on people that's not quite the energy i was looking at but that that is the 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 idea though like if you're not asking yourself should i tell this person what if you get somebody that gets triggered by your idea for whatever reason what if their ego here's this amazing possibility that you've just shared with them and inside them they go whoa we don't want any part of that if they if this comes to be i might wake up you know like they might might my person I'm trying to protect might have too much awareness and start choosing things that I can't protect them from and make sure they're safe. So uh, to Mike's point, like the people in the universe and your world that are the Karens that just kind of flip out over little things, those can be especially detrimental because not only are they not going to lend to any weight, they might go, you know, against it. In access, that's the only definition of evil you'll find anywhere. They say that evil is anti-consciousness chosen. And that's what you're really looking to avoid. You have this inspiration. If you share it with somebody that's going to have evil, you know, that you're going to be anti-consciousness chosen, you might tear them down. And as parents, we accidentally do this to our kids sometimes because they'll have like this big dream and they'll be like, I want to do this and that. And sometimes parents will say, well, don't get your hopes up because they're, not intending for them to to have a negative impact from it but they're trying to protect their children that they're not going to be disappointed in the event that it doesn't come to be or instead what could we do to inspire them well great that's a wonderful goal that's a wonderful target is a better word energetically what could i be to help create that with you now and that's that's the best supportive role when someone's sharing like a deep passion that is really inspired by spirit what energy could you be to be a contribution to that, to help to bring that into being for them. And maybe you don't have a role in that person's vision, but energetically you could still lend your energy. 
and you're feeding that new vision, you're feeding that thing. So even people who aren't going to be directly involved in things can have a huge impact. I should take a sip of my tea, otherwise this will be a never ending stream today. But what are on your minds, any thoughts around that or other places that you like to direct the conversation? And if you're watching on my personal Facebook page, I was not able to change uh, the setting to make that public, which means I will not see your comment. So if you want to make sure I see comments, the best place to do that is if you click in the description, there is a link to the YouTube video where this is streaming. Uh, if you click that and comment on YouTube, I'll see it for sure. But if you're on my page, then I might not see your comments, uh, at least my personal pro uh, Facebook profile. If you're on my Sonic Shaman page, I should see comments there if you are going to be commenting that. But let me know what you your thoughts are or where you'd like to take the conversation. Or if not, we could also drink my coffee real, tea real quick and call this one a day because I my intention is always to stream maybe for 15 minutes, but all the streams so far have been more like 30 minutes. Oops, hit the microphone. Jennifer asks, what if you don't have access to people who care? Or maybe it's better asked by saying people who are invested. Well, people who care. You don't necessarily want people who care. <laughs> people who care, sometimes we put more weight to their judgments than someone that we don't know. And so sometimes not necessarily a stranger, but friends and things um, can help with that. And if you don't have anybody in your life that you really would feel would be a contribution to your, to your innermost goals, to the things that you are cultivating to be able to express your own unique voice in this world, then is it possible to put yourself in situations, different classes, uh, groups like meetup.com is amazing to find different little groups. Uh, if you want like a conversations with God book discussion or uh, Abraham Hicks, the law of attraction, there's a ton of different opportunities. And a lot of those things have gone virtually too. So even if you're somewhere else, there's opportunities to start connecting with people that have a similar mindset that you might find then would be inspirational. Uh, Joan and I, uh, she's one of the readers that got us elite. We're just talking about this yesterday as a potential topic that sometimes you, you have someone come in for a reading and they just dump their guts. They tell you the whole life story. They tell you everything that's going on where they wouldn't share that same information with their most significant loved one. And part of the reason is we put so much weight into the judgments of our loved one that we don't want to be judged for our trueness because if they don't accept us for who we are, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world. And so there, there's something to be said that if you have someone that you don't know as well, it may be easier to um, to get that because for them, it's not that they don't care, but it might not be as relevant. And there's a huge difference with that. But people who care, they may um, they may. You might put more weight on their their decision and what they choose to tell you, and then that might not necessarily be. Uh, what you want. And Ernie, I can see your comments. So I'm glad I'm not sure where you're watching from. But if you're on my profile, then apparently it's working. <laughs> so man, I keep hitting my little pop filter on my microphone, I have to go for the swoop around to get my tea. And most of the principles today that I'm talking about come from a modality that I practice called access consciousness, where they define consciousness as the awareness of everything in the absence of judgment. So the place where you can look at everything from the strict raw informational side, not informational side, but you have the awareness of it. And then you can choose what you'd like to be in creationship to that. Note that I'm not saying relationship. 
relationship is an acknowledgement of duality. So you're not trying to separate yourself from what you're creating, but in relation to um, in creationship to it. And, and that's what it's about is uh, and also feeling what's heavier, like what's going to create the most for you and the world. And if you start asking that, like in every choice, imagine if everybody in the world did this, if they were tuned in and they would only choose things that were light, not only for them, but also light for the world. So basically asking the question, will it help everyone or will it hurt anyone and doing things that only are also going to be on the macro sense, what world would we live in? Kind of an interesting thought. Good morning, Mary Lee. We're happy to see that you are joining us. And Jennifer, did that help at all uh, with your question about not having access to people who are uh, invested or not invested? Actually, I guess I kind of uh, answered that by bringing up the people who are relevant or not relevant. Uh, you were correcting your thing that asking people who are not invested. Yeah, I would, you asked a question, is it heavier light? You may have someone very close to you that is invested in what you're doing and it may feel light, but sometimes it won't. It's uh, just a, the guiding compass to use in all the things that you're going to choose. Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> I'm the king of corny rhymes. That's only one of many I could probably do if I was trying. So we won't go there, though. My friend um, Matthew, who is in the apprenticeship program with me, the first time he went through every single car ride when we were going to nature sites, uh, we never had been in the same car together. And then all of a sudden we were, and both of us do puns. And the whole time, the whole way for like an hour plus, uh, we were just punning back and forth and the other people in the car were ready to jump out the window. <laughs> okay. And Ernie, you're on holistic health highlights. That's perfect. That That is fine. The only place that the comments won't roll through is if you're on my personal Facebook page, because I couldn't, a uh, Facebook site wouldn't load for me to change it. So I suppose I could try that again try do or do not there is no try right i could do a whole talk on this there's five words in access that you avoid let me make it loaded so i'm going to go ahead and make this public real quick see if there's any comments there's one comment and that was from mary so i guess uh or maybe she switched places so i could see the comment not sure but if you're on my facebook page now the comments will go through so there's five keywords and access that they say to avoid. One is try, which is what made me think of it, because try means that you're not really going to do it. It's like the Yoda thing, do or do not, there is no try. If someone says, oh, I'll, I'll try to make it to the party, they're really saying they're, they're not going to. <laughs> the word but is a tricky one, but the word but linguistically negates everything you set up until that point. Oh, your hair looks lovely today, but do you really think their hair looks lovely? <laughs> You're negating everything, which you can use it very skillfully. We actually use this as a mediumship development tool. Uh, you have people go around like, um, they call it walkabout the way that we do it. You play music and everybody's kind of moving around the room. And the rule is you have to always be looking at someone. And when the music stops, whoever you're looking at, you have to give them a message. And you start by saying, I don't know why I'm saying this to you, but, and then you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Now, you don't tell the students this necessarily, um, but what, what's happening is that in their mind, you're saying, I know exactly why I'm saying this to you. And it's a way to bypass the logical mind and access your intuitive knowing. So it's a really cool little trick. So next time you think you don't know something, I don't know why I'm saying this, but, and then just see what, you're, what comes out for your intuition. It's a great little, little trick. Uh, and then the other one is the word why. Why is an energetic looping word. 
when you say why to the universe, why is this happening to me? It says, here's why. And it gives you another experience of the same thing. And it loops around like a cycle. And you're you're in the same energy and you have another experience of why. Instead, try a, um, what else is possible here? Or what could I be here to create a different possibility? A question like that, one engages the brain completely differently if you were looking at a topographical brain map. And also just feel the question, like, why? Does that feel light? Or does what would create a different possibility here? What else is possible? Totally different energy. The word want means to lack. Have you ever heard this uh, the saying, rich people want for nothing? It means rich people lack for nothing. So let's fill in the blank. I want money means I lack money. So if you're putting want into your statements and things, really be mindful, what energy do you have underneath that? If you're using it unconsciously, you're going to the lack. In um, Law of Attraction, I believe, they use want interchangeably with the word desire. I still try to avoid it though, try to avoid it. I sometimes slip. But the whole idea is be very cognizant of the energy you're putting behind the words. Are you just using words for words? Are you consciously using words? And if you were fully consciously using words, would you say, I want money? Or what feels lighter? I want money. I want money. I want money. I don't want money. I don't want money. I don't want money. I don't lack money. I don't lack money. I don't lack money. See what I'm saying with that? I think I'm missing one. Magic Mike, help me out. Which one am I missing? I think you know all these. We did but, try, why, want. There's one more. <laughs> I like er Ernie says, try really means over my dead body. Laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, what's this other word though? What is it? Try, why, but, want. I'm missing one, Magic Mike. What is it? Or anybody here from Access that remembers what this last one is? think it from that. Well, I guess I'll have to do another live stream when I think of the fifth one. Magic Mike, I know you're on. <laughs> Ooh, this is another great one. This isn't the word I was looking for, but Mary Lee offers. People will say, I'm dying to, or things of that nature. Like the, the all words are, are vibration. They go out into the universe and things reciprocate back. Fortunately for us, we have an attention span of about like 30 seconds of that. And we are constantly changing our minds. So it's not that the universe doesn't create for you when you're choosing something. Oftentimes you'll say, I would like this to show up in my life. And five seconds later, you've lost your focus on that. And now you're focused on something else. I would like this to show up in my life. And the universe is constantly just starting to bring you things, but nothing ever shows up because you haven't actually focused on any one given thing that you'd like to bring into your life for any period of time. That's where things like vision boards are very helpful. It's a physical representation of your intention. It keeps you on track, good orderly direction, God, right? It keeps you on track or things from hoodoo, like petition papers, you write on a paper, what things you'd like to bring into your life. You have um, a, like a seven day candle, you put it underneath there, you light the candle, you sit with it for like five, 10 minutes a day. That is a process of you continuing to feed your energy into the same thing. And then the other part of that is you have to show up for your experience and look for the opportunities that the universe is bringing you to bring that into being. Because oftentimes we say, hey, I would like this in my life. And then we just sit back and, and wait for it. And five years later, you get laid off from the job, have to look for something new. And you find something that paid double, where if you had just gone and looked for a different job, when you said, universe, I'd like a different job. I'd like to do something different with my life that creates more abundance for myself. And you actually started looking for something and you want to see what else could I 
do. I'm not looking at only the possibility of a pay raise. I'm looking at the unlimited possibilities the universe could put before me. And so you start looking for jobs and then you're at the gym and you just notice somebody and you're like, I need to strike up a conversation with them. I don't know why. And it turns out that they're a, 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 a investor. They are, you know, they have access to, I'm trying to think of the name, like Bravo is one of them that buys up the companies, a private equity fund type place. And then all of a sudden you have the funding for a vision you had. And I use this because it's a true example. There was an access money night uh, that was hosted by Andrew Gardella. And there was somebody in the group that um, that shared an example that they had after they followed the energy. They, they woke up in the morning and they would ask, what energy could I be to create this new business in my life with total ease? And then they go about their day asking that question. But they, they you look to see when you ask a question like that, what are you noticing that goes, oh, that that whatever that is, buying that yellow dress, eating that particular food for whatever reason, this is resonating with that question I asked. So he sees somebody at the gym that he worked out at and he just knew I need to strike up a conversation with them. They do. And the, this person who is an investor that just had something pay off and they were looking for their new investment and they ended up investing in what he was looking to create. So it, it's stuff like that. But had he just said, universe, I'd like abundance and didn't pay attention, what things would pass him by that the universe was like handing it to you. Here's another opportunity. Oh, you didn't take that one. Well, here's another opportunity. Oh, didn't take that one. What would it take for you to show up for your own experience and notice the things that the universe is laying out for you? There's a great analogy in, um, her name is Village Elder Maggie. I'm forgetting the name of the book, but she has a couple little books, but she says, it's like you're in the river of life. You're in your little boat. You're putting out to the universe what to bring to you. And as you're going through this boat, there's all this fruit that you could just reach out and grab. It's all the things you've been asking for, but all we have to do is be willing out to, to reach out and receive it. And that's the big thing is so many of us are not willing to receive. What would it take for us to feel worthy of receiving? How many times do we say, I shouldn't take too much because there's not enough to growing around, going to a scarcity mindset where really there is abundance for everyone. Ernie offers, I hope I get what I desire before I no longer desire it. Yeah, that could be. A desire puts it out into the future, too. Desire is an acknowledgement that I desire it. It's not in my life right now. And it's a better, better word than uh, want. But try this. Ask yourself, what energy could I be to create blank in my life with total ease? Fill in the blank, whatever it is, job, money, relationship with total ease. The other part of that, so we've identified the energy that we want to bring into our life. Great. So this is the energy bubbling up. Okay, that's the energy I need to be. Then the second part of this from access, this is the clearing statement. Everything that doesn't allow that to be, I'm willing to destroy and uncreate it. So what it's, I'll give you the short version. Just say pod and pock after that. Pod means point of destruction. Where are you destroying yourself as an infinite being to fit into the box of limitation and non-receiving that you're choosing? And pock is point of creation. Where am I creating lies, illusions, projections, and other things that allow me to buy into the idea that this can't come to me or this is a limitation or can't be in my life right now? It's a, That's the short version of a much longer thing. But ask that question, but... <laughs> Ask that question. What energy could I be to create blank in my life with total ease? Always ask with ease. The reason being, have you ever seen those bad genie movies? I think Return of Jafar, if you look at Aladdin, somebody wishes for like a, a million dollars or something like that, and the pile of treasure appears above them and crushes them, right? The universe delivers. 
you can offer little subtle things saying, I would love this to come into my life universe with ease. Just add the with ease. And that way it shows up in a, in a way that's preferred, we'll say. Because the universe knows actualization. Actualization is that it shows up. Manifestation is how it shows up. And we don't want to condition the universe too much on the how because that handcuffs the universe. But with ease says, you can do it however you want, universe. Just bring it with ease. <laughs> and so it's a, a nice little thing to add. And then the second part of it is everything that will stop that, I'm willing to change. I'm willing to destroy and create everything that is a hindrance that's stopping this energy from coming into my life. Let's see. Faith. Faith says, so it sounds like there's no such thing as a crazy decision as long as it feels right and you're open to the possibility. Crazy is a point of view. Uh, like that's the, so is a decision crazy? That's really relative on a person's definition of crazy. But yeah, I've made what would probably appear on the outside as crazy decisions, right? What you can't make to do healing as a main thing in your life, that's crazy. You need to have a regular job. And I listened for about 10 years and went into banking. <laughs> but eventually you listen to that still small voice within and it wins out. And things that are crazy are only crazy to the ego because the ego is worried about keeping you safe and can't see the endless possibilities. And it might seem like you're stepping into crazy or chaos. Jennifer asks, is there a line NLP, and NLP is neuro-linguistic programming for folks who might not know. Is this line NLP or NLP a part of access consciousness? I'm not very familiar with either of them. Access is not based on NLP. However, there are similar components. So the clearing statement you would I'd parallel to NLP as a um, an anchor collapse of sorts, but there's not really hypnosis involved uh, or like an interrupt. So like you say a question and then with that clearing statement, it's so weird that it gets the logical mind out of the way for you to get to the energy. So it's akin to a combination of anchor collapsing and interrupts because you're asking a question normally in a way that makes the logical mind go, what? And then when you do the clearing statement, you are having a different possibility after asking that question. So it's, it, there's kind of a mixed thing, but it, it's its own modality. Uh, some people say that there is roots in Dianetics, uh, but it's, it's really its own thing. But uh, Dianetics is the guy who came up with Scientology. Dianetics is very useful. Dianetics itself, if you ever want to look into that, it's very worthy of study. There's a lot of good stuff that came of it. But then uh, Hubbard just lost his mind and went a whole different way. <laughs> Let's see. Thanks, and thanks for dealing with my typos. You're very welcome. I can't talk when it comes to typos. I need a full-time grammar person, which I actually have. I have a, a friend of mine, Holly, who is the word doctor. She's going to go through my website and make sure all my... T's are crossed and I's are dotted and all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to having her do that for the new Emergence of Being website. Any final thoughts or final things? We're going about 30 minutes. I guess this will be a 30-minute stream on average and not 15. <laughs> Truly, though, we'll play it by ear. We will uh, just go where the energy flows. Let's see. Was there something else I wanted to talk about with that? Still looking for that last uh, word, too. Five words in access to avoid. I'll give a fifth one that isn't an access one, and this is a paradoxical one, meaning that depending on how you're using it and the space you're using, it could go either way. The word perfect. In the duality sense, it is a word to avoid because if you decide that Mr. or Mrs. Wright is perfect, 
then you either have to make yourself wrong once you find out they aren't and that and then you will avoid or you have to pretend that you don't know that they're not and this is one of the reasons that people stay in relationships for a very long time after they probably should have separated because they had the point of view they're perfect and also the anchoring told death do us part right uh, from the oneality perspective everything is perfect because everything is just as it is so it's kind of a paradoxical one because you want to look at the world in a sense with the eyes of everything is as it should be it's the golden tapestry of life i might not get it but i know that everything that's showing up is in divine order but in the duality it's a big word to avoid because if you decide something's perfect it's also meaning that i'm accepting it as it is perhaps and i'm not willing to receive anything else around it yes ernie i am avoiding the fifth word it must be big oh my goodness magic mike where are you i know you're listening you can look it up in your book right you have a foundation book i don't know Oh, what is this? It's going to plague me. <laughs> or maybe somebody that's watching is really resistant. Whoever you are, a person who's resistant, drop off the stream now so I can remember what I'm trying to say. But want. Oh, need. I finally got it. Uh, need is as an infinite being. Is there anything you could truly ever need? So take the word need out of your vocabulary. You need to take the word need out of your vocabulary which also is something, um, well, we got to why actually, someone was saying uh, why was the word. Why is one of the five words, you might not have caught the, um, the beginning part, but why is like a looping word. So it's definitely one to avoid. Why did this happen? And the universe gives you another experience of why. Astrology is like the whys of the universe. It's like um, astrology is cycles. And as the energy comes around in your chart, if you don't pick up on it now, uh, don't worry, the energy will come around again and get stronger and stronger and stronger until you make a conscious choice to choose difference. So I shouldn't say it's the wise of the universe. It's cycles. It's all about cycles and how we use them skilled or unskillfully, which is a great segue to let me tell you about tomorrow. I'm going to have Ernie on. We're doing a little session for astrology for self-help. We're going to be streaming at 11 a.m. Uh, and he, we're going to talk about astrology and we are going to make an effort well, not just an effort. We're going to do it in a way that is very useful. Because if you've ever seen someone talk about astrology, sometimes they start going, they get excited about it, and it just went, Beep! and people can't receive it because they just got way information overloaded. So our intention is to go into it offering astrology in a practical way that even if you're not an astrologer, how can these principles really um really help you in life? How can you actually make use of it without having to spend a decade <laughs> studying astrology? So we have that coming up tomorrow. And then we also have at two o'clock that day, uh, this will be on the Stir Crazy Shamans um, YouTube, not my YouTube, but uh, Death and Regeneration with Leela. So that's going to be another thing that we're going to have on tomorrow. And my, my dear brother, Brian Daniel Edwards, we are going to get back to our midnight meanderings. He used to be in Hawaii. And it was really easy to stream at midnight, but now he's local and he wants to stream early when the kids are still causing chaos and all that. So it hasn't quite, <laughs> hasn't quite um, worked out, but we are going to get back to that. And was there anything else? Let me just throw up here too. If you are interested in finding out more about the stuff I do, the new website is emergenceofbeing.com. Uh, you can find all my contributors. It's myself, Dr. K, who's a functional medicine doctor. We have an acupuncturist coming on board. Um, but almost everybody 
is offering some sort of virtual things too. So no matter where you are in the world, uh, there's you can find virtual events and virtual uh, services if you're interested, including my favorite, the quantum biofeedback machine. That thing is amazing. Dr. K hooked me up virtually. Uh, we did a stream on it. And this thing picked up like toxins in me that were there because I worked at a hardware store when I was a teenager and was exposed to like that pesticide aisle. I still get like cringe when I go to like Home Depot or something and I walk through that aisle where they have all the poisons. It's like that was one of the sections I had to clean and stuff. And uh, there's then there's supplements you can take to help purge that out. But for me, it was a great validation to how that machine works. It sends out all the frequencies and whatever resonates, it's like picking that up. And that gives all the keys as to what's going on in the physical body uh, that you could then address and how what could you do to cleanse it out and detox and all kinds of fun stuff. Don't tell Heather. What should I tell Heather? What should I tell Heather, Mike? I'll, I'll, I don't do bars online, and I'm a CFMW, so I can do any access class I want online. That's a teaser class. So, or not teaser class. I can do up to a four-hour introduction class on any access topic, uh, and I can do it in person or online because I'm a CFMW, which is Certifiable Effing Miracle Worker is what it stands for. It's the coolest little certificate I have, actually. Uh, it's the one that I want to put up on the wall. But then my wife's like, you sure people won't judge you for it? I'm like, I hope they do. Then they can go somewhere else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, but I think that's good for today. But check out the website. And if you, if you have any things that are going on in your life that you want me to do a Coffee Connect around, fill out a form on the website and just put a coffee connect in the subject line. And I won't bring your name up, but just like today, I had something come up from a friend uh, that I, I wanted to work with. We had this whole fear conversation. Why not allow that to be a, a, a funnel of topics? If things are going on in your world and you don't necessarily want to comment on it, why not go ahead and uh, submit a form and I will do a coffee connect on it and, and see what we can come up with to maybe help you out and facilitate a little bit of change. So cool. But thank you all for coming on and spending 37 minutes of a nice rainy Saturday morning. At least for me, it's rainy. And I will see you tomorrow, probably around nine o'clock. My kids start school at 845. So I project a nine o'clock uh, coffee connect tomorrow. Until then, thank you so much. And uh, please, if you haven't already, click the YouTube link in the description. Take a moment to subscribe to the Sonic Shaman YouTube channel. Watch the replays there, share from there, like some videos. It all helps Google to serve it up more organically. And that way we can reach a lot more people and put a lot more of the contagion of consciousness into the world. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. Please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.